Welcome to The Screen Queen, the show where I'll be talking about your favorite show or your favorite movie. You'll just have to find out what you're about to know. This is your Screen Queen, your host, Samantha Parrish. Hello there and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for stopping by and happy Valentine's Day. I love the fact that you're here on the day that is about love. And you gotta love no matter what you gotta do, whether you're loving someone else or you're loving yourself. That is the bottom line here. And there's something that I also love. I love being able to find extra stuff in movies. And this was a completely unexpected episode to just come in the podcast studio and make a complete off-the-cuff episode with some special extras to the Dirty Dancing episode. So, as much as I love the way that episode turned out, I went to go rewatch the movie today for Valentine's Day, and there's some extra stuff that I saw that it was too late to put it back in the episode as it already aired, but I figured, well, why not make a little tiny special feature to the episode for some extra material about Dirty Dancing? Because there's a lot of stuff here that I didn't notice before, and I'm curious to know and wonder if everyone else saw this too. So, this is Dirty Dancing Special Features. So, to the core of this movie, yes, it's a dancing movie. It's in the title. It'd be be misleading if it didn't have any dancing and dirty dancing. But, to the core of it, it really is a class movie, and I don't think I ever saw that until now. There's some things that we see in certain examples of all the characters that show the commentary about the social structure that yes it's a movie in the 80s but it is a movie set in the 60s when things were going on the social climb to see the duality of the people like johnny that are barely scraping by and then there are people like well baby's family and the other people in baby's side of society that don't really know what it's like to have to survive off of jujubes and wonder, am I going to be able to eat tomorrow? It's a movie with several different layers, but the layer about class is something that doesn't really get talked about a lot, and it doesn't have to be. In a way, it speaks for itself to let that sit in your mind. And one of the examples I'm going to talk about is the character Robbie Gould, who is the bucket of the movie. I'm very surprised that Robbie hasn't ended up on a certain movie list of like worst characters that even though Robbie's not a villain, but he feels like someone that we know because there are Robbies out there that have done terrible things like he did. Just terrible, selfish things. So Robbie is painted as this character that is on the up and up. He is the man you want to bring home to mom and dad. He's going to Yale. He's got things going for his life. But the man's got no fucking class, no morality, and no penitence. There's something I didn't notice until now, which made me want to jump into the podcast closet and do this um, uh, side episode where Lisa is about to go give her V-card to Robbie. And she finds that Robbie is a serial cheater. And it's like this dramatic irony that we know what Lisa doesn't know. But here's the thing is that Lisa could have been just like Penny. That hit me for the fact that from the get-go, we have known Robbie is terrible for the way that he won't help Penny. He won't help her with the abortion. 
He knows that she's pregnant and it didn't have to have a scene with the two of them to know that when she told him the news, he was uh, not supportive, that he's going to school. So he's going to just let her deal with the problem on her own, even though he's the father of the child and he has as much responsibility as she did and just leaves her behind. And there are people like that out there that will sacrifice other people for the sake of their career. He could have done that to Lisa. Lisa could have gotten pregnant. Even though Lisa does come from a family that has money and she can be able to do an abortion or she would raise a child on her own. But Lisa definitely uh, had a... um, Uh, had a blessing in disguise for the fact that nothing worked out with Robbie for the fact that she caught him uh, with another woman knowing, oh, so it wasn't real all along. It makes it so satisfying in the end when the father finds out that Robbie isn't who he says he is and actually kind of screws himself over. He's not as smart as he claims himself to be with the fact that uh, he said, oh, thank you for the penny situation. The dad's like, excuse me? Like, why would you know about that? And that really proved everything to, uh, what's his name? Jake, Jake Hausman, that baby was right all along, that Robbie isn't a terrible person and that you can't look at someone with class and think that they're going to be a kind person. It really echoes what baby said to her father about saying, hey, you said to make the world into a better place, make a difference, but you mean only to be by a doctor or a lawyer. You don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer to make the the world a better place. You just need to be a good person. And there we got Robbie. And it's like, oh shit, baby was her along. Speaking more on the class topic, I want to talk about Robbie and Johnny. So from the get-go, Robbie and Johnny are from different sides of the water. Robbie's in the up and up. Johnny is just barely trying to survive on the down. And Johnny's very humble about life, but he's also not going to defend himself to someone else. Where Robbie is picking on him for his low class of not having nice things and being able to schmoozy up and not having the money and only being the worker. Yet it's like, hey, what are you doing here? You're a waiter, buddy. But Johnny handles it with a some gruff class to go, hey, just leave the dance into me and you just go ahead and polish all this stuff off. He kind of calls him out on it. He's like, hey, you might be schmoozing up with people, but you're still a terrible person. And knowing the fact that Johnny sacrificed everything despite not having a lot of money and he's barely surviving off of dancing lessons and he practically has to sacrifice his own honor But then finally, he doesn't do that. He won't sell out his honor. His honor has no price. Robbie's obviously has a price. He's okay selling out anything if it means he's going to get to Yale, no matter what it takes. Again, abandoning a pregnant woman, that's okay with him. And just taking what he wants from other people. Thus, uh, there is an emphasis on the scene where Baby and Johnny are just trying to hash out their relationship and kind of apologize for the fact that they're on different sides of the water. And then Robbie comes up and he's like, oh, turns out I was with the wrong sister. And Johnny takes that extremely hard and he is insulted for the fact that someone insulted the woman that he loves and doesn't hesitate to beat the snot out of him, which is like, oh crud, we've got a scuffle here going on. But 
that's like a justified fight knowing you don't insult someone that you love. That's like no man's land. Everything's on the table. And Robbie cannot fight back to do anything because he just does whatever the fuck he wants. And then Johnny finally just says to him, hey, get out of here. You're not worth it. Like he's not going to sell up more of his honor, realizing Robbie's not worth it. That yes, he's a terrible person, not a villain, but a terrible person that will make awful decisions. Hating him is useless, knowing it's not going to get anywhere. He's, it's one of those rare things you see in a movie where as much as you want to see someone get their come up, it's like, it's better knowing that they have basically sealed their own fate, that they have nothing left, that they will not have a charmed life the rest of their life. You kind of let karma take care of the rest of it. But then begins my last point I want to talk about. This is a movie that doesn't go for the I told you so route. It could have been easy to do so because there are so many lessons learned from the characters in this movie. The dad learns a lesson. Baby learns something. Lisa learns something. Johnny learns something. And they all come to it on their own. And I love the duality between Lisa and Baby for the fact that they both are in different ages. But they're able to teach each other something and let the other person come to it on their own. When the scene where Baby is trying to warn Lisa about giving up her virginity to Robbie, she's like, no, you should do that with someone that you love. And Lisa's like, excuse me, you're just mad because Dad doesn't favor you anymore. And Baby could have thrown something into the fire, but she didn't. Baby already knew she screwed up by blackmailing Lisa and isn't going to feed the fire. Shows a lot about Baby's maturity. And that shows even more when... Lisa comes to on her own, just like I said earlier, with the fact that she she caught Robbie uh, with one of the bungalow bunnies, and she kind of buries the hatchet with Baby and says, hey, like, I'll do your hair. We're going to look so nice when we go in there, knowing that we don't have anybody together, but we don't have anybody, but we have each other. And it's a sweet moment where you see these two sisters basically forgive each other without having to say the words, I'm sorry, or I told you so that this is a bad idea. We all have a tough slice of life that we go through. And the last thing we need to hear is I told you so. <laughs> and the same goes for baby's father, Jake, with honestly one of the best scenes in cinema history. It's a strong title to give one scene in the movie, but this scene doesn't get enough credit for being one of the fewest and rarest scenes to have characters of a parent and a child coming to a crossroads in decisions. Throughout the whole course of Dirty Dancing, Baby has had a very intense three weeks of a raw part of life that she's never seen before. And there are some things that she just went into it because she wanted to help. It's not her fault that she didn't know what was going to happen next. But she didn't hesitate to do what was right. With characters in baby's age range, you know, rarely have the the impact to do something on command of their own will to know what to do. Most times we just kind of stand around and we're just clueless like a bystander. I mean, when I was baby's age, I uh, <laughs> I didn't do things so fast. Baby's very mature for her age, and even though some of the dist- the stuff that she does isn't really what her father would want her to do, but she still did what was right. And she does admit what she did 
did cause a lot of rifts in their family. She admits what happened. She's not going to just defend herself. She's not going to victimize herself. Baby's not the kind of person that is going to blame someone else. And that's a, a rare character trait that we see in, in characters like Baby. And it's heartbreaking that she has to make the tough decision to take accountability, but then also call her father out that it's an unfair treatment and the way that he is judgmental towards others with the way that he judged Johnny. And she has to reiterate everything she's known all of her life. Basically saying, I respect what you say and I respect your upbringing, but that's not right to just make the world a better place if you become a doctor or a lawyer that she's seen good people that don't have doctorate degrees or lawyer degrees and she's seen people that do have that stuff and they act like crap and she says in so many words how much she respects her father and she's always going to love him but she can't take the silent treatment anymore she she's a child telling the parent stop treating me this way i've been punished enough I did everything that I, I was supposed to do, and I'm in this family, and you can't keep giving me the silent treatment, and I love you, but you let me down too. And it is one of the most heartbreaking lines in the movie. I mean, I've, I feel for baby. I, I had moments like that in my life where I've had conversations with my grandfather, and I had to tell him, hey, what I do is differently than you, and you have to... Be okay with that. You wouldn't have to respect it, but you do have to understand that I got to do what's best for me. And then I'm going to echo what it is that you do. But at the end of the day, we're all individual people. We can carry on what our parents teach us, but it's a tough day when the parent realizes that the children has officially made their own decisions and it's something differently that, than what they would do and they can't be judged for it. Especially if it's in situations like babies where everything went to hell in a handbasket and she still did the right thing knowing the consequences. Not many characters like baby think things through and be able to take accountability. It's a most intelligent and beautiful heartbreaking scene. And seeing the look on her father's face where he, he does realize that he was wrong. He shouldn't have done what he did. We rarely have parental characters that actually sit with the moment to realize that they're, the, what they do makes an impact, that their children are going to do something differently they would do, and that they are individuals and they have to be respected, just like how children respect their parents. It's like, it goes both ways. The children have to respect the parents and the parents have to respect the children. That scene definitely sets the stage for more intense conversations that you would see in cinema history with how parents would talk to their children. And it's still, it makes you sit there for a moment going, am I really watching a cheesy romance movie? When did this get real all of a sudden? I don't know if I signed up for this. (laughs) But that's all I got for the extra thoughts about Dirty Dancing. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. I hope everyone had a wonderful Valentine's Day, and thank you so much for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. And as a heads up, there's not going to be a Trailer Time episode this week because I opted to go ahead and 
do this extra special feature for the week. But we are going to have the ghost episode come out on Sunday as scheduled. So I hope you guys are ready to get ghosted in the most beautiful, heartbreaking way possible. <laughs> Okie dokie. So if you want to catch up with me in between uploads before the ghost episode comes out, you can catch me on Instagram at the queen of the screen. And if you would like to know more about my book in glorious ink, you can hit up my Instagram at Paris passages and you can find all of the additional information in the description box. I got the work done for you. Don't worry about that. I got you back. I'm not going to put you in the corner. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Take care. This is your host signing off. Bye-bye.